Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Episode 14 of the Corn Fed Sports Entertainment Podcast. April 20th or 420. So everybody knows what that means, right? National Marijuana Day. So if you see anyone out there struggling, looking like they're hungry, <laughs> direct them to their nearest quick star and get some uh, popcorn chicken. Gotta love the popcorn chicken. So uh, before I get too far into it, uh, as you can tell, it's only me talking right now. Doing a solo, thought I'd try and uh, try and do it this week. Get an episode out for you guys. Uh, so I'm a little excited, a little nervous at the same time. So we'll see how it goes. I think it should go uh, pretty well overall, though. But if you don't like me, think my voice is annoying. You should probably shut this episode off right now because you're not gonna like it. So, um, like I said, thanks to everybody that's uh, followed us on our social media page, listened to us or supports us at all. Um, those pages are our Twitter is at Corn Sports. Our Instagram is CornFedSports1. Our Facebook is Facebook.com backslash CornFedSports1. And our blog website, which I actually made a post about last night, um, about the NBA playoffs uh, and what they mean to me and how awesome they are. Make sure to check that out because got to love uh, when people read my material. So and let me know what you think about it too. Uh, don't be afraid to criticize or tell me what I could have done better or what you liked about it. But that website for the blog website is cornfedsports1.blogspot.com. And then before we get into the episode, before I get into the episode, I guess, the Cadbury Egg Pole. Our late, last episode, we talked about Easter candy. And Tim was uh, adamant about how great peeps were. And I was adamant about how much better they are, your Cadbury eggs are, than peeps. And we threw a poll up on Facebook. Uh, Cadbury eggs, pretty much one in a landslide, let's be honest. The vote was 76% Cadbury eggs, 24% peeps. So I'm right again. <laughs> then also we had another poll actually about hot dog. You know, everybody knows the big debate is a hot dog a sandwich. That one also was in a pretty big landslide as well. Uh, let me bring up the official numbers here quick, but... Pretty sure hot dog won like 70% to 30% uh, vote-wise. So, gotta love that, because uh, let's be honest, hot dog's not a sandwich at all. Um, my internet's moving a little slow. So, uh, let me find it. Oh, here we go. 72% said no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. 28% that a hot dog is a sandwich on 61 votes. So that's solid, you know. Um, I agreed with them. A hot dog is not a sandwich. And you can't say much more about it. <laughs> so um, let's just move right into our uh, episode for the, for the day then. Um, got a good episode, a uh, rapid minute NBA playoff recap again, and then kind of the MLB season and how it's been going so far. Um, so our first question on the rapid minute today who would win in a fight between Spider-Man and Batman? Let's be honest. Those are two of the... If I had a Mount Rushmore of superheroes, those two would most likely be on it. Um, I will say Batman is a, a lot cooler than Spider-Man. Batman's got all the cool gizmos and gadgets. He's got a sweet vehicle. He lives in an awesome house with Alfred. <laughs> Spider-Man, just all he does, he got bit by a spider, and now he's Spider-Man, right? <laughs> but... Anyways, I think if I was, like I said, straight, if I was going on coolness factor, definitely Batman. He's way, way more of a badass, and I love what he's about. Um, but Spider-Man, I don't know, I think he would win this fight, honestly. He's just so much quicker. He's got the he's shooting Spider-Mans all over the place, uh, spiderwebs. Uh, he can fly around him quick. He, would, he could honestly have like a little bit of a sneak attack, which Batman, he's a little more grounded. He's got like the rappel or whatever, or the the hook or whatever, and but he can move too, but he's just a little more grounded, I would say. And he's more of a, a ground and pound type of guy with the fists and whatnot. And Spider-Man, he could oh, wrap him in the spider web and go from there. So I think, I think honestly, Spider-Man would win. But this might be, honestly, the poll question for the day. Um, I might throw this up later. I think we could get a lot of good uh, talk and results on it because, like I said, these two are... Definitely on the Mount Rushmore. No debate either. No debate. Definitely on the Mount Rushmore of uh, superheroes for sure. 
Um, yeah, make sure you vote on that, comment on it, give me your reasons why when I throw it up. So, um, my next question, what is your favorite summer activity? Man, there's a lot to do in Iowa in the summer, I'm not going to lie, especially after we're all cooped up all winter, everybody just wants to get outside and have fun. Um, you know, everybody knows that, or everybody that knows me knows I'm a pretty competitive guy. Um, you know, I compete in sports throughout the, uh, the summer, uh, play volleyball, softball, and, you know, whatever else anybody wants me to play, I guess, too. So I'm active with those. Those are really good activities. Love to do them. But the two that kind of stick out to me the most for my favorite summer activities are, uh, I'll just put them in order, I guess. Number two, play spike ball and grill. Nothing better than doing that. Just hanging out. Um, you can have a little drinking game with it too if you want. But if you just want to play, for those that don't know, spike ball, it's it's sort of like volleyball. It I'd say it's like a mix between volleyball and tennis, sort of. Um, there's like a, a circular net that's uh, it's actually vertical to the ground, and it's a lot smaller than either the tennis or uh, volleyball nets. But the objective is to you get three hits per team. It's two on two. Uh, and then you want to hit it on the net, but it can't hit the rim at all. It has to go straight off the net, and then you want it to hit the ground uh, or for the other team not to return it in three hits, and then you get a point. Um, it's actually really fun and super competitive all the times I've played it. Um, you get, I mean, it's just like anything else. You get a lot better. It's, it's a lot smaller of a ball, and you only can use one hand at a time. So, I mean, I'd say it's similar size to like a softball. Uh, but just so much fun. Um, you you can start on one side, and there's no boundaries at all, like for teams. So you can literally be running all sorts of which ways and end up on the complete opposite side by the end of the point. Um, super fun when there's some long rallies too. Um, I'm actually going to play later, so I'm super excited. First time I've done it for since last fall, I think when it was actually able to be outside. So it's a nice 4:20 April 20th day out there so i'm not gonna complain at that uh and then my first favorite thing honestly to do in the summer this is a super cheap super fun activity that i think growing up in a small town we kind of you know did this a lot we probably did it almost every weekend there for a while but uh floating floating down a river down a creek um or even just floating in the in a lake i suppose but basically all you do is uh Get a tube, which is cheap, obviously. Get your favorite uh, drinks, uh, alcoholic preferred, <laughs> and sit sit on the on the tube and float down. Um, it's just so relaxing. Uh, nothing better to do on a hot day either. Just get an umbrella out there, get in the water every once in a while, and sit there and drink with your friends. Um, so much fun. Looking forward to getting out there this summer. Hopefully, as much as I can. It's Get my tan on, get my bronze on. I've been kind of white the last few summers, so I need to change that. <laughs> um, then, last but not least, on the rapid minute though, um, favorite video game. For those that don't know, pretty big gamer. Most of my life played a lot of, of video games um, PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4. So I've been involved in all of the platforms. <laughs> but I don't know, there's a lot of games I love, but the one that sticks out the most is. World of Warcraft. Played it my, well, not my entire life, but it started, I think, in 2004 or 5, so I was pretty young then, but, you know, my brother and one of our good friends started picking it up before I did, and they're like, you should check this game out. So then, I think I've been playing since 2008, so had about an 11-year commitment <laughs> to this game, which is crazy to think about, and loved it ever since. I mean, I've gone through periods where I don't play a lot, but the last, what, two years, maybe, I've been consistently playing quite a bit with you know my brother and one of my good friends and some other people actually this is a good cool part about it you meet people through the game and get to know them and uh like people we play with from california we've known for like 10 years too and they're like really good friends of ours actually and then you know we've met some people from alaska louisiana minnesota so it's just kind of crazy about where the game takes you and uh like the actual cool people you meet through the game and then, you know, another reason, like he said, we started playing when we were pretty young. That's like some of the reason why I became so close with the friends that I do have. Uh, you know, we would obviously go to school together and then we'd come home and keep playing. 
and then just talk like the whole night and just you know have a blast with it um and there's just like so many different things to do through the game you know you can raid dungeons uh battle other uh player versus player uh you can farm materials minerals uh there's you can build things like it's it's insane all the things you can do you can there's like actual gold in it too so like there is an economy um yeah and it's just constantly evolving and i think honestly it keeps getting better that you know some of the changes they make are great and then some are eh but overall i think the game is definitely keeps improving and i'll uh, still obviously have played it for so long <laughs> but yeah i mean there's also many different characters and roles you can have in the game um personally i've been like a healer a, a shaman healer you can be a healer a tank or a damage dps and i've mostly been a healer my whole career <laughs> throwing water at people healing them up uh you know there's just like i said there's a big uh blizzcon for it every year and just a huge game and everybody loves it and i see myself playing it for as long as they keep uh putting out content so i love it but those are my three uh rapid minute questions to, uh for the day uh like i said i'll got a couple few more topics to talk about the nba playoff recap which has been awesome so far and then the mlb season which is i think two or three weeks old now so i'm looking forward to talking about both of those things so can't wait uh let's move in uh to the nba recap then all right first topic for the day um nba playoff recap as you can tell i love the nba love the nba playoffs especially uh games are just so competitive so intense the atmospheres are insane and just the desperation and how much these uh, athletes actually want to win like you can tell like it's insane um just watching you know the how much they compete and how hard they play like it means something to them which you don't see every time in the regular season but there's also 82 games so that makes a difference but I also kind of made a bl- I made a blog post about this, so if you want to check that out again, uh, I listed the website earlier, so I'm not going to bore you with that. But uh, I'm going to go into the Eastern Conference and how it's uh, kind of played out so far. Uh, first, we got the number one seeded uh, Milwaukee Bucks against the number eight seeded Pistons. Honestly, this game or this series is kind of how gone how we expected it to. Is uh, I'm going to call myself an expert. <laughs> Experts have predicted uh, the Bucks are up two zero. So far, uh, they've played the two games in Milwaukee, so the series is shifting to Detroit. But the games have not really been that close at all, to be honest. Uh, the Greek freak is just unbelievable. Giannis, the uh, Bucks' best player, probably the MVP winner, if not second place. That'll be interesting to see, but that's a different topic. Um, you know, he just does whatever he wants out there, offensively and defensively. He is just unbelievable. He's so long, athletic, and you know, since he's came into the league, put on that muscle, he's just been a completely different player. He's unstoppable. Like Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal even says he's the closest thing to Shaq since Shaq, which is insane to think about because he's just can handle the ball too, like super athletically and it's awesome. The Bucks just, let's be honest, uh, outclass the Pistons a little bit. The Pistons are without their best player, Blake Griffin, which would make a difference, but I think the Bucks would still win overall. Blake Griffin's a hell of a player. Um, he just his supporting cast isn't that much. I and Andre Drummond's good, but he's limited, obviously, with his shooting and whatnot. Uh, Reggie Jackson kind of had one. He was really good as a six-man role for the Thunder a few years ago, but since he became a starter, he hasn't been amazing by any means. He had one good year, I think, but kind of I don't know. He's not an elite point guard by any means, and they just lack shooting a little bit. So, and the Bucks obviously have tons of shooting uh brooke lopez you know uh brogdon uh, greek freak's not much of a shooter but he you know drives and kicks bledsoe you know they got a lot of playmakers and they play great defense so i think honestly they uh are gonna make a deep playoff run and honestly i don't see them losing a game in this series so it'll be over quickly i believe game three is today on april 20th yeah yep so It'll be see, interesting to see if Blake Griffin plays and how the Pistons come out. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pistons got a game, but I think the Bucks are just going to overwhelm them too much. Uh, you know, this is going to be a 4-0 series for sure. Uh, but moving on, uh, next matchup, got the 2-7 matchup. This series honestly has been awesome so far. Uh, 
game game two was a little bit of a blowout, but the Raptors kind of needed to do that to the Magic after game one. Um, like I said, this series is the Raptors against the Magic. Uh, the Raptors are two seed, uh, and the Raptors are up two one right now overall in the uh, in the series, um, which is kind of expected. But I don't I don't think many people were expecting the Magic to even win a game. The Magic do have some good young athletic pieces and they're super long so they can uh get up and defend the passing lanes make it difficult on anybody um you know they got aaron gordon down there uh vooch he's not a great defensive player but he's a stud in the paint uh he gets every rebound uh he can score with the best of them down there um the raptors you know they they obviously have a ton of talent but they're X factor. Let's be honest. The game they lost in the series, Kyle Lowry, he did not show up. He had zero points. You know, he's all-star caliber point guard. Uh, he's kind of had some playoff diminishes in the past too. So it's uh, interesting to see. He's played better in games two and three, but definitely that's something to watch going forward. Just because how uh, you know he's important. He they kind of go as he goes a little bit because you know he's like the driving force, uh, the a little bit of the heart and soul, I would say. So that'll be interesting to watch going forward. Um, this series just proves, though, Kawhi Leonard, absolute superstar. He's a, easily a top three to five uh, player in the NBA. He, we don't notice it a ton in the regular season just because, you know, he sits out a lot of games. He's kind of dinged up, and I don't know. He's just he's a different cat, let's be honest. But he's a great player and does it on both ends of the floor, too, which is awesome. Um because you don't see that much from superstars in the league much, but he's in a, he won Defensive Player of the Year and Finals MVP before. And if he played enough games, he would be up there for MVP discussion for sure. But be interesting to see where he goes this offseason too. Um, honestly, I think this series could go six or seven. I mean, uh, DJ Augustine needs to perform well for the Magic to keep it going. Um, you know, they need to get their shooters rolling. Uh, Terrence Ross had a pretty good game i think last yeah last night they played uh they had a, a what they were down three and raptors missed a shot and they couldn't get the rebound and that just kind of sealed them in so if they rebound there you know they might be a different story but uh i think overall i think honestly the raptors do move on from this series i think they end up winning uh in six four two they just have too much talent top to bottom they i mean serge Ibaka's is coming off the bench for them uh that uh African guy, I can't remember his name. He's from like Cameroon. Uh, he's an absolute animal for the Raptors. He's improved so much. He honestly uh, is probably going to win the defensive player, or not defensive, uh, most improved player of the year. Uh, Pascal Siakam is his name. He's kind of a point forward a little bit too. He's a, a big playmaker for him. Um, so he's only getting better, and I'm excited to see him grow because he's. Not very. He's only been in the league for a few years. He's uh went to New Mexico State. He's he's 25. He just turned 25, so he's going to continue to develop. And I mean, he's he shot 37 percent from three from for the year. So and he's seven foot tall, almost six ten, six ten. So I'm excited to watch him moving forward. Like I said, uh, Raptors overall too much talent, too much shooting. I think though, and they get this series done. Uh, Magic, good fight, but. Still young in a lot of spots and improving. So up-and-coming team for sure. So moving on to our third series that we have so far in the East, which has also been a pretty good series so far. The uh, number three Philadelphia 76ers and the number six-seeded Brooklyn Nets. The Nets stole game one in Philly, and D'Angelo Russell, the all-star point guard for the Nets, was Absolutely unstoppable in the second half, mostly fourth quarter. He is such a playmaker. I still honestly hard to believe that Magic Johnson traded him to the Nets for basically nothing. And just the Nets are obviously a, a lot more uh, along than the Lakers are in both of their rebuilds. Which whoever thought that, considering how much the Nets, like after they made that Boston Celtics trade to get Pierce, uh, Garnett, and Jason Terry and all the picks they gave up and just set him back for so long, but now it's great to see you on the back in the, the playoffs and uh, competing at, honestly, a super high level. Uh, they got a lot of young players, too. Uh, Garris LeVert, he's a stud. Uh, you know, they they got a good veteran young player mix, which is great, especially in the NBA today. 
Um, this, uh, this series is 2-1 76ers right now, though, as well. Um, the Sixers, you know, didn't perform well in game one, and Joel Embiid's been dinged up a lot of the last, what, half of the season, I would say, after the All-Star break. Hadn't played a lot. He looked, honestly, slow and out of shape and tired. And honestly, it even looked like he wasn't even trying that hard. He, he sat out game three, which the 76ers won without him still, but Simmons went, went off. Uh, but I don't know. That's They need him if they're uh, going to go far in the postseason. That's for sure. He's an absolute superstar. He's an animal down there. Nobody can guard him in the league. He's just so big and strong. Well, Adams can. Steven Adams from the Thunder can guard him pretty decently well because he's just as big and strong. But uh, there's been some fireworks in this series too. Jared Dudley was calling out. Uh, Jared Dudley's a player for the Nets. Uh, veteran player. Been in the league for a long, long time. But he was calling out Ben Simmons a little bit for saying, what did he say? He said, he's a great, great player until you get him into the half-court set. And then he's very average. Which I would agree with a little bit, but he's still an absolute amazing player. Um, he doesn't. Everybody knows he has zero jump shot. He can't shoot a lick outside. Um, so that they kind of pack it in a little bit. Especially in the playoffs, it's more magnified because... Just the how big every possession is, and you know, and 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 series in a series you learn, you know, the adjustments and stuff that need to be made. It uh, so that's another thing that kind of focuses on his lack of shooting. He can get a jump shot like he does not even look into shoot even inside twelve feet, ten feet or in. He's he's shooting, but ten feet or out, he's not even looking to shoot. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops with that. He's been in the league for a few years now, but he needs to develop a jump shot. He would be super scary as a six six ten point guard. So, but uh, I don't know why Jared Dudley honestly said that though. To be honest, kind of poked the bear a little bit. Uh, Jared Dudley's a great role player for many years. Uh, I don't know. He's he's getting up there now though too. He's been in the league for a long time, but he he should know better. He kind of does speak his mind a little bit, but he should know better than to say something like that. I mean, he's he's only thirty three. He'll be thirty four this year, so he's not like super old. He's NBA wise, he's getting up there a little bit, I suppose. But he's had a solid career. Um, so the Nets, fun team, like I said, they're getting older or they're young team, and they're starting to mature a little bit. Uh, they got some great players too. Uh, I like that big dude with the fro, uh, Jared Allen too. He's fun. Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. Got him on an absolute steal of a contract. Uh, great shooter, great, great shooter. Um, and I think the the Nets might be one player away from, you know, being a serious, serious contenders. Which <laughs> I I honestly would love to see Kevin Durant go there. Like, not a huge Durant fan, obviously, being a Thunder fan anymore. But if he went to the Nets, they would be awesome. A lot of fun to watch. You know, could switch everything on defense. You know. Lots of playmakers, D'Angelo Russell, him, shooters. Oh, that would be a fun team. But going back to this series, I just, I don't, I think this series does go six. I think the Nets get one more game. Um, but overall, I would say the Sixers win 4 2, win it in six. Uh, should be a good series, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven either. But moving on to our last uh, series in the Eastern Conference, this is the 4 5 matchup which is the uh, Boston Celtics four seed. And then the Indiana Pacers are number five, which this series is kind of what I expected just because the Pacers were playing great, 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 great early on in the year, but kind of flustered went down after uh, their superstar, Victor Oladipo went down, which if you haven't seen this, the guy play, it's absolute superstar was killing it for him. Then he had a pretty serious injury. He when he got hurt, he was averaging about twenty a game, and he just makes plays for everybody else. So that that stinks for the the Pacers, but they're also a super young team. You know, they got Sabonis, six man of the year candidate, uh, Miles Turner, great player too. Super, he might win Defensive Player of the Year too. But I think they're just just a little overmatched in this series uh, without Oladipo. Even with Oladipo, would be tough. But you know, uh, the Celtics just have a ton of talent. Kyrie's been unbelievable this series. 
He's getting into the paint, making some floaters, hitting his three ball, getting others involved a little bit too. I think the Celtics have uh, awoken a little bit from this uh, playoff series. They, uh, I wouldn't say they had a terrible offseason, but not as good as everybody was expecting. Uh, a lot of the chemistry things, because Kyrie and Hayward were both out for a lot of the last year. So those young guys were just playing, uh, going out and playing, having fun. And then they made the Eastern Conference Finals, almost made the Finals. So getting those two back kind of was an adjustment period for the young guys, but they have so much talent. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out of the East just because of how much talent they have, and they seem like they're starting to figure it out a little bit. So that makes obviously a big difference. I mean, I kind of I do root for the Celtics a little bit. They have great coach Brad Stevens, probably the best, one of the best, I'd say top three or four coaches in the league for sure. Young mind uh, has some great out of timeout. Uh, plays drawn up and just puts his guys in good spots and knows how to coach great coach but i don't know i honestly i think i think the celtics get this done in four four or five for sure uh pacers might steal a game just because they got that desperation they don't want to get swept nobody wants to get swept um but celtics just too much talent overall great team uh the semifinals in the east should be awesome those top four teams are unbelievable Granted, they're assuming they all come out, which I think they will. But that next round in the semifinals should be a lot of fun to watch in the East. But Celtics win this 4-0, I got. On the record. On the record. So there's the Eastern Conference uh, playoff recap we got going on so far. Uh, Let's move on to the West. Let's be honest. The West is a whole different animal this year. Insane. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about just because how intense the playoff series have been so far. So yeah, moving on. Uh, the number one seed is the obviously Golden State Warriors, the number eight seed Clippers. This has actually been a pretty decent matchup so far. Um, the first game was fairly fairly competitive. I mean, all the games have been competitive. The Clippers are basically a uh, uh, castaway team. I would say it sounds bad, but I mean they would even say it. Uh, Patrick Beverly, like a lot of trades that they made that were kind of throwing, especially for like Chris Paul, uh, a lot of the former Rockets, um, that big dude that's like six, five, but he's playing down low. Uh, what is his name? I should know. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, oh, Montez Harrell. Is that his name? Uh, let me double check on that, but I'm pretty sure that is his name. <laughs> he's like literally like six. Yeah. Montez Hill. He's like six, seven, six, six. And he's just down there banging. It's six eight. They have him listed up, which is maybe generous, but he's. They have the best bench in the NBA, I would say, with him and Lou Williams. Unbelievable tandem. I I heard earlier that they're the highest scoring uh bench taint, uh tandem of all time, off which is something because the NBA has been around for a while, obviously. And then uh, Patrick Beverly, everybody knows kind of about him. He plays really hard. Uh, people might not like him, but he he knows what he has to do to stay in the NBA, and I respect him a little bit for that but i that whole westbrook hurting him back when they probably would have won the championship and putting him out for the rest of the playoffs kind of has me sour on him a bit but he also got some young player most of their players are young i guess that shay gilliganis alexander or whatever his name is he's a great shooter and it's crazy because they traded their best player at the trade deadline uh tobias harris to the 76ers uh, and they've continued to be at a high level, and especially in the uh, the the Western Conference this year, just unbelievable. So I give them props for that. Doc's done a hell of a job over there. Uh, did what he could. Uh, got him back to the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. They I think they won forty five games this year, forty eight games. So that's <laughs> that's unbelievable for the eight spot too. Um, especially in the West, it's just dogfight this year. Um, then going, you know, going to the Warriors, uh, they gave up the big 31-point lead in Game 2, which is unbelievable that Clippers came back, got hot. Uh, you know, everybody knows how much talent the Warriors have. Uh, Durant, Game 3, showed everybody who he still is. You know, I don't, he honestly needs to shoot more. He, <laughs> It's crazy. The Warriors fans honestly don't appreciate him enough, in my opinion. He is so good. He can get to all of his spots, make, Makes high level, 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from free throw. Just super consistent. Which is some of the reason I think, honestly, he wants 
he's going to leave after this year. Um, I've heard it's pretty much set in stone that he's going to the, the Knicks, New York. He wants a team of his own again, and it's always going to be Steph Curry's team. Steph Curry is an amazing player, great shooter, a little bit of a corny dude. Just from <laughs> I saw some stuff on Twitter. It was like uh, he was doing something weird in pregame, and Durant was just like kind of stone-faced sitting there, and caption was, I can't wait to leave this corny dude at the end of the season. So it gave me gave me some laughs just because – I mean, I respect Steph Curry. I just find him a little annoying. They show him on TV all the time and his family. So it's just, I don't know, had enough of seeing that stuff, I guess. Just gets old after a while. But, I mean, he's obviously probably the best shooter of all time. But, I don't know. The Warriors are getting pushed a little bit, which is good. But overall, I don't think this series is going past five games. (laughs) I think uh, the Warriors are going to win 4-1. But they got, you know, they got pushed a little bit in their they're moving forward. They're going to get pushed even more. They're going to have tough second round matchup potentially. And, you know, moving forward and boogie, their starting center, all-star center out for the year, boogie cousins, uh, it's too bad. Uh, much as he's kind of had some injury problems in his career. He's a great player, obviously, uh, generational type player, honestly, seven foot, uh, how big and strong he is and how he can move and stuff. But, yeah, overall, I think the Warriors win this in five games, four to one. Uh, Clippers, hats off, though. Great year. Uh, you know, they're in play for some big free agents this offseason. So if they can get, you know, one of them, that would be awesome. You know, Doc's great coach, great coach. So moving on to our second uh, matchup in the first round of the playoffs in the Western Conference, uh, Nuggets-Spurs. This, honestly, has probably been the best matchup uh, so far in the playoffs, it's it's kind of a new new school against old school approach, coach wise, I guess. Uh, Mike Malone, great coach. Which speaking of Mike Malone, how many great coaches have the Kings fired throughout the years? Because <laughs> he was with them for a while and he did, did a great job. But that's another topic, I guess. And, and then obviously he's Mike Malone's going against Greg Popovich, who is probably the best coach of all time. Let's be honest. So I think that's kind of why the Spurs have jumped out to a two one lead. In the series, you know, they, they stole, I think they stole game one. Yeah, they stole game, game one. And then game two, the Nugs took back. And then game three was great game. Uh, I think Derek White went went off for the uh, Spurs, which he's a great young player. He's fun to watch. Uh, he only averaged about nine points a game in the regular season, but playoffs is a whole different animal. Uh, he's been competing at a high level. Pretty good three-point shooter. Uh, great, 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 great defender. He sealed game one, actually, picking uh, Jamal Murray, the point guard for the Nuggets. So he's only 24 years old, be 25 later this year. Uh, look forward to him continuing improving. This just shows how good the Spurs are, though, honestly. They kind of find these gems. Uh, you know, Ma- Manu, obviously, was one of those. Ginobili. Uh, Bruce Bowen, you know, going back a little bit more further. But... Uh, you know, they got that other young point guard that's hurt, too. Uh, and then some of their other... They got so much shooting, too, that uh, Bertans, uh, Bryn Forbes, he's an unbelievable shooter. Um, I honestly could see this series going seven, for sure. Um, the Joker, Jokic, uh, best player that most casual NBA fans don't know about, I would say. Uh, but, you know, if you're a big NBA fan, you know how great he is. He is unbelievable player he uh for the regular season he averaged 20 10 rebounds and 7 2.2 assists which he's (laughs) he's still only 24 years old just turned 24 too unbelievable he was second round pick he's seven foot tall best passer passing big man in the league right now i would say for sure um stroke it from three two he they kind of run they i mean they run the offense through him obviously but they have a lot of good other player good other players uh Jamal Murray's been, they need him to produce more. He's uh, been struggling a little bit throughout this, this series. He Game two, he took over. That's why they won. Uh, he's, I wouldn't say he's their second option, but he kind of, you know, a little bit of a driving force. You know, they got Paulie Millsap still. Great, great player. Been doing it for a long time. Uh, not as good as he used to be. He's getting up there, but. No, then they still got you know Gary Harris, lots of shooting. So that that series is going to be awesome. I think I think it honestly goes seven for sure. Um, I think I, I can't 
say no to Greg Popovich. And I think, you know, LA, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, I think they just find a way to get it done in seven. Uh, in Denver, uh, Greg Popovich sets them, puts them over the top. I think uh, Spurs win this in, in seven. Wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets won, but it's going to be a dog. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to go seven for sure, I think. But yeah, moving on to our uh, third matchup. This is uh, one I've probably been paying most. Well, I've watched all the series pretty closely. Honestly, I haven't missed a game, really. I mean, I haven't watched all of them, like all the way through, I should say. But I've seen part of all the games, and especially, you know, on the weekends and whatnot, I've seen every single game. But the next series, the, obviously the Thunder are my favorite team, for those that don't know. Uh, Blazers-Thunder. That's uh first two games at Portland were a little lopsided. Blazers won those. Uh, Thunder had a chance in game one. They just couldn't make enough shots. Same Game two, they were actually winning first half, tied at halftime, and they kind of got blown out. Their lack of shooting in those two games just killed them. Couldn't, couldn't get anything going. Just wasn't a whole lot of fun to watch. <laughs> Uh, Westbrook struggled a little bit game two. Uh, Paul George struggled game one. Just their whole outside shooting. They need to really put their hard hat on the defense. That's in game three, they won. That that series is 2-1 Blazers right now. They're in OKC for game four tomorrow, Sunday, uh, Mar- April 21st. But their whole the game three they won, the first half their defense was just amazing. Got, the, got a lot of tip. Tips uh, got their hands in the passing lane, a lot of tips, a lot of steals, got out in transition, which that's where the Thunders definitely strive on or uh, excel in. You know, getting Westbrook downhill, make those decisions, kick it out to three, either get the hole, get wet, uh, lob to Adams. Uh, and he was unbelievable game three. I, th- I honestly expect him to do the same game four. I think when the series goes back to Portland, it's going to be tied 2 2. This series has been great. It's going to, this game, this series might go seven as well. But, you know, he was, uh, Westbrook was unbelievable game three. He had double digit assists, 33 points, I believe, and just shot super efficiently. Four for six from three. The team shot amazing from three in game three, which that was the difference for sure. They need to keep, keep that up if they want to pull this series out. Um, you know, and it all comes back to their defense. Um, I like some of the adjustments uh, Billy Donovan made. Uh, they obviously they were putting Dame in the pick and roll with uh, Canner a lot, uh, get him out in space, uh, get a matchup that they like, get him to the hole, get him to three. Damian's been unbelievable this series. He's out to prove he's one of the best players in the league, which he is for sure. He's the still underrated player after being so great for so long, and but the some of the adjustments Billy Donovan Thunder coach made they at the end of the game they were putting uh West they switched Westbrook off of Lillard and then had T Ferg, Terrence Ferguson on uh McCollum and Paul George on Lillard. Gives a little more length on him. Westbrook can stay in attack mode uh offensively get a little rest and most their other bigs uh the uh Portland Trailblazer not bigs but like wing players uh what are their names? I can't even remember right now on the spot. <laughs> um, Al Farika Minu and uh, what other dude's name? Mo Harkless. They're kind of just camped out in the corners, ready to catch and shoot. So he actually he switched Jeremy Grant onto uh, Cantor on that pick and roll situation. So then they would switch it, and then Grant would be on. On Lillard, and then uh, PG would actually switch over to Can- Cantor. Would be or not Cantor? Stephen Adams would be guarding the other big or wing in the in the corner. So Mo Harkless, and then they would switch that. So Paul George would actually switch on to uh, Mo Harkless, and then uh, Stephen Adams would switch on to Cantor, which is great for many reasons. They get more favorable matchups. They don't have Adams necessarily guarding Lillard. If she can stay up with him, but let's be honest, a big man's not gonna be able to sustain that throughout the whole series especially in a long game too and then also it gets Adams down there to rebound because Canner was a if you guys have watched the series Canner was an absolute animal game one game two even two on the offensive glass so that kind of frees him up to get him boxed out and he's obviously the Thunder's biggest player so he can uh contend with that and uh 
hopefully limit his offensive rebounds, which have been so deadly for the Blazers through the series. Um, McCollum's been great for the Blazers too. Um, been a lot of <laughs> great series to watch, honestly, so far. Uh, I honestly think this series goes seven two. Um, honestly, I think I think the Thunder get it done. I'm a little biased, obviously, but I think the Thunder win this in seven. Uh, I think Westbrook puts him over the top. Uh, his competitive spirit. Uh, he's he wants to win so bad. That's why he's just so much fun to watch. Uh, this point guard matchup, unbelievable. Um, I, Lillard and Westbrook were getting into it a little bit, but I think it's more of a respect thing. They're just you know talking trash. Like there's nothing wrong with just good old clean trash talk for sure. And it's fun to watch uh, those two, both elite point guards in this game. Um, but honestly, the big key is can the Thunder sustain that sh- uh, three-point shooting? If they can, I think they win this in seven. So, okay, see, Thunder, Thunder up, moving on. Um, we got our last playoff series, though, in the Western Conference. Rockets-Jazz. This has honestly been a little disappointing to me, not going to lie. Uh thought the Jazz would come out and play better defense. I don't know what they're doing on defense. It's, I don't know. They're trying to push Harden to his right all the time, but he's given, getting a clear path to the lane, setting up his others, and they got so many damn good shooters on the Rockets that, I don't know, it just hasn't made a whole lot of sense to me, honestly. I think they need to kind of scrap that. They need to get game three if they're going to get back into the series. Obviously, they can't go down 3-0, but they're going back home to Utah, so that should be Crazy atmosphere, obviously. Everybody knows some of the racial things that uh, the Utah Jazz fans have said. Uh, they're relentless, not, don't really care, say whatever. More so, I was talking about how loud it's going to be than that, obviously, when I said crazy atmosphere. But I think, I think the Jazz do win game three. They need big, big, big performance from Mitchell. He's been just average so far. He's obviously their best player. Uh, need their shooters to step up. Corver's been dinged up, been in foul trouble too, which hasn't helped. Need Gobert to protect the paint a little bit more. Oops, excuse me. He has not uh, been the elite player defensively that he was in the regular season this series so far. So they need him to step up if they're going to obviously get back into this series. Um, Gobert's obviously long, athletic. Uh, just, I don't know, he hasn't affected as many shots as I thought he would in this series. I thought this series would be a six or seven game series, but so far it's looking like a, a sweep. They, uh, Rockets blew him out in both games. Um, honestly, this just shows how crazy good James Harden might be the best scorer of all time. Like he just gets to his spots, knows what he wants to do, creates for others. He's unbelievable on offense and he can shoot it from three. He's got that step back, gets to the hole, gets to the, gets to the free throw line too, gets him going. So, and honestly, the Rockets are looking like they might come out of the Western Conference. I'm not going to lie. They they are extremely motivated right now. They want to get back against the Warriors, make it to the finals this year, and Harden's just unbelievable. Um, the series, I don't see, I think Rockets win in five, which just sets up the big series next uh, Warriors against Rockets. So that should be fun. Um the Western playoffs are just going to be awesome the whole way through. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to see who comes out of the West this year, gets uh, in the NBA Finals, and wants to compete for that Larry O'Brien trophy. But, yeah, that's kind of wrapping up the uh, NBA uh, playoff recap so far. It's been a great uh, couple – well, started last Saturday. Today's Saturday, 420, April, <laughs> April 20th. Uh, so it's been about a week old now. So hopefully it continues. Great playoff series. Uh Check out my blog post. It kind of discusses some of the similar things, but like I said, you'll I think you'll like it. But so uh yeah, let's I'm gonna move into the uh kind of the MLB recap so far this season. Alrighty. So MLB recap of the season so far. Uh season's a few weeks old. Uh I think I'm just gonna talk about the NL today. Uh keep it episode a little shorter so you guys don't get bored of listening to me just rant. <laughs> but uh, NL has been pretty competitive so far. There's been some surprises, uh, been some disappointments for sure. I remember I can think of one instantly off the top of my head, but I'm going to go, I'm going to start with the NL Central. Obviously, I'm a huge Cubs fan, know the most about the NL Central. Well, watch the NL Central the most, I should say. Um, what, 17, 18, 18, 19 
games into the season. Uh, there's been some rain outs, snow outs. <laughs> so right now the standings are Pirates are 11 and 6, Brewers 12 and 9, Cardinals 10 and 9, Cubs 9 and 9, Reds 7 and 12. I, instantly, obviously, nobody probably thought the Pirates would be leading at this point. Obviously, it's still early. They've played pretty good ball. Uh, I just don't see them sustaining this. I know the Cubs took two out of three from them earlier in the year, and they weren't, you know, Cubs were not playing that well at the time. Um, they haven't played a whole lot of teams yet, I suppose. And I don't, I just don't think they're going to score that many runs, honestly, uh, moving forward. I don't think they have the talent. Uh, Archer is not as good as he used to be or ever was. Hey, let's be honest. I don't know if he was ever that good. Uh, Pirates, they are 7-3 and three of their last 10. Their run differential is 8. They've only scored 63 runs on the year, though. So, yeah, I just don't think their offense is going <laughs> to... Like, that's not obviously not very many runs. The last place team, the Reds, have 65, so they've actually scored more. Um, and in second place, we got the Brew Crew. 12-9, and nine, started off super, super hot. Um, they're a completely different team on at home. Batting-wise, I think, especially Yelich. I saw some ridiculous numbers this year. He's hit all of his home runs at uh, Miller Park, whatever it's called now. I'm going to call it Miller still. but And he's been just kind of average on the road, which he's still an amazing player, let's be honest. They've lost three straight. Their pitching is miserable. Their bullpen has been struggling too, which has been their strength, but they've got some injuries. Hader gave up a big three-run bomb last night to kind of seal the game for the Dodgers. The Brewers are obviously... Probably were the favorite coming in, I would say, just because they won it last year. Uh, you know, they lost some players. Uh, they got a lot of guys out of position, really, too. Moustakis, Shaw, you know, other players. Ryan Braun's starting to get up there a little bit. There's no way Lorenzen Kane could do what he did last year, which he hasn't so far. He's been good so far, obviously, but can't duplicate what he did last year. And then, Yelich has been just as good, if not better, which I would have never expected. Um, but you know, a lot of it comes down to their bullpen. They're not bull well, pitching in whole as a whole. Their starting pitchers are not very good. They honestly need to go out and sign uh, Keichel, get him, but I don't know. They don't have the money, I don't think. Um, they've actually scored 103 runs on the year, which is a good amount, and given up 109. So they're actually negative right now. They're the only team in the division that's negative, and they're 12 and 9. So I don't know. Obviously, Run differential doesn't mean everything, but I think if you continue to do that, you know, put up negative run differential, you're not going to win many games. You can't sustain that through the course of a year, and it's just interesting that they have had the success that they have so far. Um, I mean, obviously, it's early. They're they're 21 games in. Uh, they have they're tied with the Cardinals and Cubs in the loss column so far. Um, so it'll be. Interesting moving forward what happens there. They need to make some pitching acquisitions, I think, for sure, which I don't know if they can. So, key to watch is their, obviously, pitching staff. Um, third place right now, the Cardinals. They're 10 and 9 as well. Um, they're pitching fairly well. Uh, they're scoring some more runs. Uh, Goldschmidt's helped them a lot in that regard. Um, Fowler's been a lot better. Uh, their outfield's. Still not amazing to me. They got Jose Martinez out there. He he rakes, but he's not great defensively. That's kind of the Cardinals' Achilles heel. They don't have play very good defense. Uh, Goldschmidt's going to help that regard a little bit. He's obviously a Gold Glove first baseman. Uh, their their run differential is actually plus eleven on the year so far. Uh, scored ninety nine runs, only given up eighty eight. So I don't know. I just don't see the Cardinals. I don't know. I still don't think they're that good for some reason. Uh, they got Azuna out in the outfield too. He's only really had one really, really good year in the MLB. Um, you know, I, I kind of seen them, see them staying where they're at throughout the year. Um, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll see. Uh, their bullpen's really good. They're got some good starters, but they're, uh, I think a lot of their starters take steps back. Um, moving on to your Chicago Cubs, baby. They are nine and nine right now after starting the year two and seven. Everybody was pushing the panic button. Your boy Eric was not one of them. Everybody knows it's a long, long season. Their bullpen was not good at the beginning of the year. If they kept that bullpen, kept it up, they would have been easily the worst bullpen of all time. 
their bullpen has actually been pretty good since the two and seven start. Um, made some changes. I think Montgomery was hurt. Uh, he'll be up soon again. Uh, their starting staff's been unbelievable the last few games. Hendricks was nasty yesterday, straight up nasty. He had 11 strikeouts, which is high for him. Uh, his changeup was just dancing all over the place, sinking, diving. Uh, he threw a couple curveballs too, even, which he doesn't have that in his repertoire. Rep, eh, and I can say that word. He doesn't use it a ton. So he was mixing and matching his pitches, getting a lot of late movements, uh, strikeouts, obviously. Obviously, he's a ground ball pitcher. The wind was helping with that, too. So he could knew what he had to do. Uh, pitching to the, the environment and the, his strengths, he showed that he is arguably the best pitcher in the Cubs, I would say. Uh, Quintana's been awesome. He's That trade's looking good. Even though Eloy's killing it, that was the team control and just how much he makes and so far, he's been awesome this year. Um, yeah, I continue to see the starting rotation step up. Lester's getting back soon. Offense has been awesome. Hayward, Willie, Baez. Uh, Rizzo's getting on base still. He hasn't hit well. The acquisition of Descalzo has been awesome. He's been lights out, giving him a spark off at the top of the order. Uh, pretty clutch hitter, honestly. Uh, gets big hits. Um, going to be interesting to see what happens when Russell's able to return and honestly when they think cap's ready so who are they going to send down for those two i mean obviously it's Zagunas probably and then who else though <laughs> it gets tricky there you're not sending bodie down right now he gives you flex the position flexibility can play multiple positions uh and hitting the ball well he gets on base too and he's a plus defender at all the spots not uh you know average so it's going to be interesting to see what happens honestly I, I don't know. Almora plays such good defense, but his bat is just so lacking. I could honestly see them sending him down for a little bit, maybe get his bat working again, too. Because let's be honest, Hap's going to be up eventually. And Russell obviously will be, too. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that whole situation. Um, Obviously, it's a couple weeks, month, month or two down the line. But it'd be key to watch. And obviously, if Edwards can get back, I don't know. He's been struggling the last few years, obviously, but he has elite stuff, and you know he's he was really good, and now he's just falling off a cliff. So, Cubs are actually a plus twenty-two run differential. Scored one hundred and eight runs, which is I think tied for the most. Well, second tied for second most in the uh, National League with the uh, New York Mets, who have been playing really good ball. And then the Dodgers have scored one hundred and thirty. Uh, they play in. Warm LA though, so that makes a little bit of a difference. <laughs> but I expect the Cubs to keep this uh, pressure that they've been playing with, and uh, it's a little sense sense of urgency, which is good. Um, their offense is going to continue to excel, I think, and their pet pitching starting to catch up. So let's keep it up, boys. Um, moving on, the last team though, <clears throat> we got the Cincinnati Reds, seven and twelve. They've actually, their pitching has been awesome. They've only given up 62 runs this year. They're a plus three. But they, the problem is they've only scored 65. Joey Votto setting uh, record or, uh, milestones I saw. he uh, In all his years of playing, he popped out to the first baseman for the first time in his, in his career. Insane. Just such a professional hitter. Awesome. Sad he has to be wasted away there. But I don't know. They they had a little injury problems too. Um, I think uh, they're going to stay where they're at though. They just can't generate enough runs. Puig's been a little bit exciting for them, but just not enough. Um, yeah. So NL Central should be a battle the whole way through. Still early. Still fun. But go Cubs, baby. So let's uh let's talk about the NL East next. This has been a great great race so far too which <laughs> i think there's what one two three four teams that could win this division potentially so, yeah well three i'm gonna say three i'm gonna say that the mets are gonna fall off eventually but phillies started out pretty hot 11 and 8 they're scoring some runs too 107 uh loud 95 plus 12 run differential honestly it comes down to their pitching do they have enough starters noel is a stud arietta's Taking steps back. Uh, their bullpen's okay. Um, you know, they got a lot of great play position players. Uh, 
Cutchen, Harper, uh, Cesar Hernandez. I love him for some reason. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, they just have a lot of players. They got the Frank Cono, uh, Gene Cigar, too, has been playing good for them. Yeah, it really comes down to their pitching. Can it? I mean, Arietta's been solid this year, though. He has. Uh, I don't know if he can sustain it. He's been, you know, whatever the last few years, but. Uh, overall, I don't know. It'll be, it's going to be fun to watch. It comes down to their pitching for sure. And their relief pitchers are okay. Nothing awesome. Uh, big acquisition of JT remote, uh, their, uh, catcher. So they're, they're a fun team. No doubt about it. It's, I think the way they've started out, they might end up winning this division. We'll find out obviously. Next moving on. Uh, we got the little bit of a surprise, but the New York Mets, they've been playing some pretty good ball. They've, Scored a ton of runs, given up a, even more. That's where I don't think they can sustain their success. They're eleven and eight so far. Um, kind of, you know, they played the Marlins, which the Cubs did too, but beat up on them. The Orioles too. They played them, or no, that was spring training. Sorry about that. So we'll see what happens though. Uh, that Pete Alonso, he's hit seven home runs already. Came up. Uh, Cano's been a spark for him. Um, Ces- I don't think Cespedes has been playing. Uh no he hasn't. Thank you. I don't even know if he's in the where he's at anymore, honestly. But they're pitching the Groms. He's gotten hurt apparently, so that's watch that. They do have really good pitching. They've just given up a few runs. Uh, their bullpen a little little suspect, but we'll find out. I I just don't see him uh maintaining the runs they've scored. Uh, Pete Alonso's been a great story so far this year. But it'll be interesting to see going forward what happens with him. Uh, obviously, he's a rookie, so you know they're gonna have a growing growing uh, pains eventually. Then uh, we got third place team, the Atlanta Braves. They're uh, they're a plus eight for the year. They uh, pitching's been pretty solid this year, uh, scoring some runs. Uh, Ninety three. They've got a lot of young talent too. You guys remember my uh, preview? The preview episode I. Was a little down on them this year just because I thought all their young players would take a step back. Um, they've gotten some super team friendly contract extensions though with uh, Albies and uh, Acuna. They're they're set for a while. I think they're they're theirs comes down to pitching too. Uh, their stud pitchers hurt right now. Uh, you know they got a lot of uh, great position players. Oh Freeman too, Freddie Freeman, Nick Markakis. Uh, good players. Uh, this honestly, I think, comes down to their pitching staff as well. Can they, you know, pick them up? Because especially with their stud hurt, uh, can they maintain it through the course of a 162 game schedule? That's yet to be determined. Um, they've only played five games on the road so far, too, so that's helped a little bit. Granted, it's early. Let's be honest, but we'll see what happens going forward. It's, it's crazy because a lot of these teams come down to pitching, <laughs> like. Pitching is just so, so, so important in the game anymore. Like, it always has been, but even more, you know, we're not seeing the crazy home run. Well, it has gone up, but crazy runs scored that we used to. Um, So, just the emphasis on pitching. And we got the Washington Nationals in the fourth place spot right now. They're, uh, what are they? They're 9-9-2. So, this is all pretty close, packed together. I mean, it's early. So, you know. They've been scoring some runs, too. They have a great, great, great offense. A lot of great players. Rendon, um, you know, that uh, my, one of my Dark Horse uh, MVP candidates, too, uh, the left fielder, Juan Soto. He's been awesome. Then that Victor Robles. They do have some injury problems with their stud uh, shortstop uh, being hurt. That definitely does not help them at all. He does a lot for them. Uh, yeah, their their pitching staff has been solid so far. Uh, you know, Max Scherzer. Let's be honest, Strasburg, awesome. I still think they come out of this division. Take it. They'll get hot once the weather warms up. Keep still scoring those runs. Uh, should be fun, fun to watch for sure. Uh, in the last place, we got the Marlins. Not a whole lot to say there. You know, straight rebuild. Doing just trying to get the number one pick. I honestly hope uh, former Cub. <laughs> Uh, Starling Castro gets traded because he uh, 
stuck there and they're obviously losing. He's been he's played pretty good ball there. You know, they got some good veterans. Granderson, I expect him to be traded too. Uh they have a solid pitcher too. Uh that Jose Arana, whatever. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> but he's been good. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. They're gonna make some trades by the trade deadline, get rid of Castro, I'm guessing, get a prospect or two. But not a whole lot of winning's gonna be going on there. They're five and fifteen right now. So don't expect a miraculous uh winning streak to put them up over the top. <laughs> it's not happening. They've scored fifty one runs. Ooh, they're negative oh negative forty eight run differential right now. So sorry, Miami. Derek Jeter's ruined you. How crazy is it though? They had Azuna, Stanton, and Yelich all in the outfield. That honestly would have been the best outfield in the league. No doubt in my mind. So it's too bad. Uh rebuilds taking longer than they wanted to. Obviously the Jeter tore it down quick. They still got Marlins man though, showing up at every other game, sitting front row. If you don't know him, look him up on Twitter. He's awesome. Super rich dude. <laughs> Does whatever he wants, goes to all the games, sits like right behind home plate too. So that's awesome. Moving into our last uh, end National League division, though, we got the NL West. Uh, this kind of has gone like I expected it would. I mean, it's early. I've said that many times, but it's still early. The Dodgers are scoring a shit ton of runs. Good team. Um, I think they do win. I did have them win in this division. Um, so I think that definitely happens. Um, then second place, we got the Padres. A little bit of a surprise that they're in second place right now. I had them up there, but, you know, they're... Young players have been producing. Machado's been kind of a little bit of a uh, stabilizing force for him, too, which is good to see. You know, we got so many young players uh, playing. Hosmer's been doing good. Their bullpen is really good with Kirby Yates. Uh, you know, Adam Warren's, Warren's there was good with the Yankees for a few years. This is honestly, they need to get some starting pitching. They might make an acquisition or two. Their pitching's young yet, though, too. So it'll be interesting to see their Number one guy is 25 years old, Joey Lewis Chessy. <laughs> so they're up and coming team for sure. I don't know. I don't think they can maintain second place, maybe necessarily the whole year, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially with how slow some of the other teams in this division has started. Um, Dodgers definitely win in this division, though. Uh, number three, Diamondbacks, 10 and 10. They're negative four. Well, Padres are negative 16 in run differential, but. So we'll see if that maintains. Diamondbacks, negative four right now. Uh, you know, giving up on Goldschmidt, I kind of just threw in the towel, honestly. They were, you know, 85 to peak 90 win team with him. But, you know, they kind of they lost their center fielder. Now they don't have, obviously, one of the best players in the game. So this comes kind of down. And their pitching's been struggling a little bit. Granke's, uh, oh, he's really fallen off the last few years, so. Interesting to watch how they attack the rest of the season. There's they're not winning this division by any means, but you know if they can stay competitive, I think that's a win for them. Uh, I got farm systems not great, so I don't be surprised if they trade some of these dudes. Moving on, fourth place team Rockies. They're eight and twelve right now. Um, they are not scoring many runs and only scored sixty nine runs. Nice. Nice <laughs> so far this season, which isn't a ton for Coors Field either. Like, come on, guys, get it together. I had them making the NLCS this year. Um, they've had a lot of injury problems. Daniel Murphy's been hurt. Uh, Nolan hasn't, or Arenado hasn't been producing as much as he should. Uh, I don't know what's going on there right now. They're just not scoring runs, which is weird because usually it's the opposite. Their pitching lets them down a little bit, but. So we'll see what happens going forward. I expect them to turn it around a little bit. They need to get it going. They're eight and twelve right now. Uh, they won. Hit it, Blackman stud. He had a two-run bomb to walk him off last night, April 9th. So, or April nineteenth, sorry. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they need if they're going to compete though, they need to start scoring runs. Uh, comes down to it. Once they get healthy, the weather starts warming up a little bit. We could see something different. Still early, like I said. <laughs> The last, uh, last team we're going to talk about, which they're kind of up there with the Marlins, to be honest, San Francisco Giants. They're 8-13, a negative run. They've only scored 63 runs. They've got some good players. Uh, Brandon Crawford, 
or yeah, that's his name. Brandon Crawford, their shortstops, Gold Glover, really good player. Uh, then their first baseman, Brandon Belt, he's a good player too. Awesome. Um, coming into the season, they still they said they needed two or three starting outfielders still like a week before transferring training started. So if that shows you how their year's been going, then whew. But, you know, they also got uh, Posey still. And, you know, Mad Bum, they got some solid pitchers. Samarja's not that good anymore, but he's still there. So we'll see what happens. I totally expect them to tear this down by the end of the year, make make some trades, uh, you know, get some prospects back because they haven't been competitive in a few years now, so they need to kind of reload a little bit, which I wouldn't be surprised if Bumgarner's traded. I mean, he's not near the pitcher he used to be, but he's still damn good player. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's been a fun uh, MLB recap. Uh, hopefully you guys learned something, thought what I uh, learned some a few things, what I had to say at a you know, I'm an expert, right? So, <laughs> gotta love that. But, yeah, um, I'm going to move into wrapping it up for the night. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with me. Much appreciated. Uh, like I said, as you could tell, too, on the way through, solo po- podcast. I think it went pretty well, honestly. I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, a lot more fun than I thought. Uh, just really wanted to get an episode out for everybody to listen to. thought that was uh, really, really important for, you know, keep the following going, you know, and I love it. I had fun. I actually recorded it on my computer, which it sounds, I think it's going to sound a lot better. I got a pretty nice headset. I usually recorded on the phone, which is crazy to think about because it's, I mean, it still sounds good through the phone, but this sounds so much better. But, you know, thanks for hanging out with me though. Much appreciated. Uh, may, I might just randomly start doing a solo podcast once a week, just, you know, touch on something i really want to talk about or you know saw saw something crazy or you know it's it's kind of fun just to talk by yourself it's it's not as awkward as i thought it would be either so that's uh definitely something but thanks for coming out for sure um you want to check us out on our social media pages though that'd be greatly appreciated we need to get our following up we're getting close to 300 likes on our facebook which would be awesome our facebook page is facebook.com backslash cornfedsports1 our Twitter page is Corn Sports, at Corn Sports, obviously. Our Instagram is CornFedSports1. And our blog website, which I'm going to try to keep that going, too. I got a post last night. I'm going to try to make a, a few more. Definitely one a week is my goal. I need to get it going because I love to write. You know, it's it's a lot of fun to write about things you're actually interested to. And that uh, website is CornFedSports1.blogspot.com. So thanks for hanging out, though. Again, uh, much appreciated. Uh, We'll get an episode out soon, uh, shortly for everybody. Uh, we'll probably focus a little bit more on, uh, you know, entertainment aspect as well as food because again, everybody loves the food. I know that, but make sure to check out the NBA playoffs uh, too. I can't uh, advocate for those enough. Love it. Love the competition. So much fun to watch. But thanks everybody. You've officially been corn fed.